Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to the Roseanne Barr Podcast. I got a good one today. I got the guest of all guests, somebody I've been so excited to have on. Uh, he is a rare gem and an American treasure. Uh, the one, the only, Tucker Carlson. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Roseanne. <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh, man, I'm honored. Oh, you see. I'm so excited to ask you all these crazy things that are in my head. <laughs> you can't get too crazy for me. I know. That's what's so yeah, great. That's true. Um, first of all, on the crazy train there, how do you feel about Trump saying he would consider you for vice oh, president? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I put that in the category of asteroids striking the Earth, <laughs> good or bad. Uh -huh. It's so far out the side, outside of my control that I, you know, would I'm, you I'm flattered. Yeah, it is flattering, isn't it? For sure. But I mean, it's hard to, you know, I've never been in politics. I've never. Would you ever do it? Would I accept? Yeah. If I you really have to think you. about that. Um, I mean, I spent my whole life looking at politicians and commenting on them and passing judgment on them. And I've never run for, you know, room mother. And so the idea of that is so far from anything I've ever done. It's kind of hard even to imagine. What do you think? I certainly support Trump. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And I can tell you. I mean, I've always agreed with Trump's policies, always. And I lost friends over it. Um, but, and I've never really actively supported anybody because it's not my job to actively support people. Right. I watch, you know, right. I like to watch. Um, but I'm a voyeur. <laughs> yeah. But I became an active Trump supporter when they raided Mar-a-Lago last summer, the summer of 2022. That, that, that's just, that can't stand. No, that can't. And that I was something. agree with Trump on a lot. But even if I disagreed with Trump on a lot, I'd still be a Trump supporter because you cannot allow that. You cannot allow the, you know, the regime, the president of the United States to use the Justice Department to knock the front runner out of the race. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. So it's bigger than Trump. It's bigger than Biden. It's a question of, you know, do you want to live in a free country with a functioning justice system? You know? That's exactly And right. so I'm voting for Trump. And if they convict him, I will send him the max donations and I will lead protests. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Because, too. and by the way, if I thought that he had committed some real crime, I wouldn't feel that way, but he didn't. He and Biden are both found with classified documents at home along with every other former high-level federal official in history, but only Trump is indicted. Like, tell me how that works. Oh, shut up. Okay. And and Biden is the one who did it illegally because he was never president when he did it. Do you think Dick Cheney brought home any like classified Iraq war documents and showed them to his wife? In 2003, yes is the answer. And the FBI didn't, you know, put bugs in his house and didn't, I mean, the whole, look, I spent my life in Washington. I spent 35 years there from 1985 to 2020s. And my father ran a federal agency. So I know how the classification system worked and still works. And it's a lie. It's yeah, a it's lie. it's a complete lie. It's a complete lie. There are over a billion classified documents. So how is that a democracy? If you don't know what your government is doing and yeah. you have no right to know, on the basis of totally fraudulent national security claims, it's not a democracy, right? It's an oligarchy. And so, and I believe in democracy. I think that the people own this country. It's not owned by federal unionized bureaucrats or appointees no, or the richest people. It's not just like the 27 billionaires get to run everything. I just don't agree with that. I don't either. I hate it, actually. And I they're not even too. good at it. That's the other thing. They're selfish and they're stupid and they're short-sighted and they're totally lacking wisdom. So they're not even running the country well. But even if they were, I would still be opposed to it because that's a betrayal of the core promise of America. Yeah, that's feudalism. Completely. But at least in feudalism, there was a symbiotic relationship between the Lord and the serfs. They each needed each other. Right. 
The people who run our country do not need labor. Yeah. Labor has no value in America. No. The average person has no power, no economic power. And when you take away the promise of like free elections, you don't even have political power. Your vote doesn't even matter. No. That's really super dark. So um, I'm completely opposed to it. I reject the premise of the charges classified. On what grounds? Oh, they're nuclear secrets. Really, which ones? They can't tell you. They're classifying a lot, thousands of documents from the Kennedy assassination, which is now, next week, it'll be 60 years. It's yeah. unbelievable. January, I mean, rather, November 22nd, 1963. And we're now in November of 2023. On what grounds could they be hiding that? Well, obviously to hide the CIA's complicity in the murder of the president. But there's no defensible grounds on which they can hide those documents. Don't lecture me about classification. I actually know a guy who was in charge of it. And I, whatever, I know a lot about this subject. It's it's a lie. Yeah, I know and don't expect me to play along with it. What do you think of Hillary saying Trump's Hitler? Did that curdle your blood or like she's, it did mine? She's, I think she, I've never taken her very seriously. I mean, I know, I, I know her also. I was at the newspaper in Arkansas um, in the early 90s, 30 years ago. So I know a lot about Hillary and I, I don't think she's a good person. I think she would put you in a camp without thinking about it if you were in the way. Well, she said it, re-education. Well, for sure. And yeah. she means it. I mean, she's got an authoritarian sensibility, but I have I think she's not very bright. And I think she's most, I mean, she's close to 80, but I, th I think of her as like a child. And so I don't take her seriously enough to really be mad at her, but she'll say whatever, whatever she needs to say. Trump is Hitler. The thing she does okay. so well, though, is to uh, project what she does well, onto Trump. <laughs> It's like she holds up the mirror and she's like, Russia, Russia, Russia. And that's when she was selling plutonium to I Russia. Know. I know. She devised this whole thing with a fake dossier to frame a sitting United States president, which is, isn't that treason? When you're, then you use a, a, a completely corrupt FISA court with fake FISA stuff oh, to spy on a sitting, to bring down the sitting president of the united states yes. during wartime yes isn't that some sort of misprison of treason treason or something like that of course i mean it's it's a betrayal of democratic principles a betrayal of the constitution it's illegal um and then she's sitting up there going trump is time. hitler yeah. hey you did look what you put us through for seven years and that doesn't even begin to it doesn't even begin to talk about the physical damage done to them. But it's pretty revealing, though, because most people couldn't do that. I mean, all of us I know, lie. That's, yeah, that's, you know, but our lies, the average person, first of all, this is why polygraphs work. You know, polygraphs are not admissible in court, but that doesn't mean they don't work. Everybody uses polygraphs. The CIA uses polygraphs, mm -hmm. the military uses polygraphs, big companies use polygraphs. Why? Because they work, they detect deception. And the but reason they, they do is they don't work on sociopaths. Exactly. The reason they work is because normal people, even if they're liars, feel guilty when they lie and their palms sweat and their heart rate rises and their temperature rises. The average person, when he lies, tells a lie that's, you know, 15 degrees off center. You know, I'm drinking Pellegrino, but actually it's Perrier or whatever. Yeah. What they don't do is invert the lie. Right. You're drinking Perrier. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But that is so, the average person can understand it. It's bewildering. It throws you off balance. It's so aggressive and deeply, like, dishonest at the core level that you can't even relate to it. I know. Right? And so yeah. you think, well, holy shit, maybe it's true. <laughs> I mean, 
Like, you did. Why would they say it if it wasn't true? Because that's what a normal person does exactly. when you're accused. You go, exactly. oh my God, did I do something wrong? Totally. It's happened you, to me, actually. You don't, you don't immediately go, uh-uh, you did. You did, exactly. Right. So it does, I think, reveal moral disease and a, a worldview that's like so different from mine, I can't even relate to it. Um, do you think that it shows somebody who has... Like, you know how they talk about, well, vampires don't cast a, there's no reflection in the mirror. It's a kind of a thing where there's no there there. They'll well, I, just say whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's something that's going on in the spiritual realm. I mean, I'm the last person to ask for details on that because I'm as far from a theologian as you can be, but I've run out of other explanations for it. Well, I think that they don't see what they do. No. And there's like, there's just a lot going on that doesn't doesn't fit into the categories we were trained to understand the world with They're you know this isn't left versus right. right this isn't it's not just and i know you often hear people say it's just about the money yeah money plays a huge role in this but it's deeper than that like why would you it's it's lying for its own sake mm -hmm. it's the worship of dishonesty yeah. it's the hatred of the truth why would you hate the truth sometimes the truth is inconvenient if you right. catch me cheating on my wife i don't want you to tell the truth about it right of course i get it yeah but i don't Oh, never even think to take pleasure in telling a lie for its own sake. I'm not angry when you tell the truth, as long as it doesn't expose my, you know, weaknesses or what. As long as I'm not hurt by it, they hate the truth because it's true. Yeah, that's and a hundred percent of the people punished in the last five years in the public conversation have been punished for telling the truth, not for lying. Yeah. And they don't even pretend otherwise. They don't call it lying anymore. They call it disinformation. Yeah, right? that's what they the thing about it. disinformation is it can be true. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's still verboten. How does that work? Because it's the kingdom of lies. Like, it is a kingdom of lies. These, that is exactly Think about right. all these physicians that go, I can't in good conscience go along with this yes. edict. Yes. And they lost their, they lost everything. Oh, I know. Americans lost everything well, because Well, think about all the physicians lie. who did go along with it. That's what I keep thinking. Well, I just feel, I feel like they're village of the damned. I think And, that. you know, they there will come a time when they will answer when it's just like, Okay, you're going to the grocery store and you're going to get the evil eye from 10,000 people. I hope that's true. I do just know Because I believe true. in justice. I don't hope for anyone's suffering, but I also think you can't just pretend that it didn't happen. We didn't. And as someone who didn't take the vax and really felt under attack because of it. Me too. Um, you know, it sticks with me a little bit as someone whose children were targeted for vaccines. Like, you can't go to school unless you take a vaccine. I mean, it was a big thing in it my family. It was a big thing. And for a lot of people. And then to act like it didn't happen is it's too much it's too much there has to be people demand i think nature demands certainly every world religion demands a moment where we say maybe we don't you know punish the wrongdoers but we acknowledge that they did wrong yeah and they do too. and they acknowledge it that's exactly right yeah. that there's contrition and repentance like right. these are essential Admit steps in the process of yeah, healing like admittance to know you did something wrong what's the 12 what's the first of the 12 steps admitting it Right. But that's like, what's the first step in, in any of the Abrahamic face, the three Abrahamic faces? I'll admit that I sinned. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I'm not God. You are. Right. And so that is like a, that's a core requirement on all of us to retain our humanity is to admit when we do wrong. Yes, exactly. And if you see people refusing. Well, that's why they, they don't believe in God. That's well, they how definitely, you can they definitely think they are gods. Of mm -hmm. course. God yeah. doesn't apologize. In Job, which I just read. You know, God makes his deal with the literally with the devil and afflicts this guy called Job. And Job's like, hey, God, like, why did you do this? And God's answer is basically, I'm God. I don't need to explain. 
<laughs> God's the only one who doesn't need to explain or apologize. He's the only one. And the people who run our society consider themselves gods, and that's Boy, why they're they not do. explaining. Boy, they do. They don't think they have to. Oh, I have noticed. They don't think... I, I, I think I was talking to somebody, and they said to me, well, they think they're more than human. Oh, obviously. Yeah. They, I, I go, they're not even human because humans care about their environment of and course. their neighbors, and humans uh, care about, you know, other people's children. Of course. And humans care about living things. Yes. But they don't do any of that, and he goes, because they think... They're more than human. Oh, I noticed. They That's why they want to live royals. forever. They think they're like royals in, in a rarefied sphere of DNA or something above us. Like, did they come from another planet? Uh, you know, when I you hear people talk, that. I can't either. But This is the podcast to speculate on it, though. Well, because some people, some people say, you know, a lot of religious people, they're into some deep rabbit holes of things and... I don't know anything. Well, you can see where they are, though. I mean, I speaking for myself, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know if this is the Nephilim, right? I was going to say. I, I don't know. <laughs> I know. Here we go. That's what I said. <laughs> no, no. I'm, what I, no, let <laughs> me just say. Heard. I said, I don't know right. anything about that stuff, okay? She I'm does. a very ordinary middle-aged man <laughs> who spent his life following politics and right. theology. But I do know that whatever's going on is very deep. Yeah. I've spent my whole life around politicians and seen decisions get made, interviewed people who run things, and... What's happening now is qualitatively different, so different that it's not in the same category at all. No. This is hurting people for the sake of hurting them. This is lying for the sake of lying. This is, as the Power devil hates holy the water, they hate the truth. You tell the truth about anything, it almost doesn't matter what it's about. It doesn't have to be about the next election. Right. It can right. just be about the, about history, for example. Mm -hmm. right. Telling the truth about history, why should that offend oh, anybody? that really pisses Periods where everyone's dead. And we can't, of course, change the past, so there's nothing really at stake for us now, right? You would think people would welcome open-minded historical inquiry to get closer to what actually happened in whatever period or in whatever event. They hate that. Yes, well, what, what are you watching? You're watching someone who hates the truth because it's true. And there's no possible profit motive that is driving that. There's no political end that is driving that. They hate the truth because it's true. Now we're in the realm of theology. Yeah, we are. That's Absolutely. all that is. I mean, and I, I, I can't so possibly too. explain it, but that's what that is. So have you heard about Antarctica? Because I always say, I uh, in my act, I <laughs> have go- Have I heard about it? I think it's a continent still, right? No. Yeah, but in my act, I go, I don't know which is true anymore. Are we being invaded by the Nephilim from outer space? Or is it true that the Nazis have a whole breakaway continent under the ice in Antarctica? You haven't heard that one, Tucker? No, I <laughs> So I don't go on the internet very often so because I'm probably, it's like same reason I don't cruise used car lots because I'd buy them all. I don't know. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have the self-control. I haven't heard that. I will say, however, um, I've done a, some reading recently on topics that not not forbidden or racial or religious, pure history. Like, what do we know about ancient civilizations? Uh huh. And the answer is like basically nothing. nothing. No. And the idea Tartaria, that Tartaria. Did you read about Tartaria? No. Oh so I'm God. I'm a neophyte here. This is oh, like all new okay. to me. I'll just start with the one thing that we do know, which is what we don't know, which is how the pyramids are built. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand how we could send men to the moon, but no one can come up with even a rough theory for how the pyramids were built. Or even what age they are, because we don't know that either, yeah. actually. And they're under the water, too. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, there's pyramids under the water. But why can I ask you this, since you know much more about this than I, but why is there such institutional resistance to acknowledging that we don't know certain things? Because we do know. Oh, well, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Hello. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. interesting. Wait, explain that a little. No, that's because really everything, everything is the people at the tippy top, the owners of the world, the big club, like George Carlin says, that you and me ain't in. We ain't in it. I've never been invited. No, we're never going to be either. Please, God. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they know everything. They they know the real, They you know, it's all in the Vatican Library, so they know everything. It's all there. Like it was in Alexandria, she had Cleopatra had the history of the world in Alexandria. Remember the sacking of uh, the libraries of Alexandria and Cleopatra. Well, they took it all to Rome. It also said how the pyramids were built. To, yeah, in, you know what it said. They used library. frequency. They used. I've well, heard, I have I've to say, like you would well. think that technology, if we can create AI, yeah, AI, um, but if we can have supercomputers capable of doing what our computers can currently do, you'd think someone would be able to at least come up with a plausible theory. And the fact that we can't, it doesn't prove anything other than the limits to our knowledge are... No, but I've heard physicists say that this was done by, you know, uh, some sort of machinery like the, the finest cutting machinery that used the highest frequency that cut the stone. Yeah, and how are they moved with no wheels? Um, um I can't remember. Magnets. Slaves. Magnets. Lots of slaves. I, yeah, but I mean, I, I've seen... Well, for, Aliens. For, in, here here in North America, he, yeah. there are certain archaeological ruins, say in the state of Missouri, mm -hmm. um, that were not built by the descendants of the current American Indians, we no. know that, that are, one of them's a mile long. Yeah. A mile long. In Missouri now. Yeah. It's almost nothing. Like, I've never learned any of this in school. It's all totally real. Look it up. It's on Wikipedia, which is the most CIA-controlled yeah. information source in the world. What does it look like? It's it's a it's a mound. It's a tell. But, you know, 50 feet high or something, I'm guessing. Oh, they're finding stuff all, all over. We have Jimmy Corsetti coming on. He finds stuff all over. So there is a overwhelming evidence. Well, there's proof that there were massive population centers mm -hmm. in North America long before 1492. So... What? What? Yeah. The all, all I'm saying, the only thing we know well, for sure. Well, the Mormons have the Book of Mormon. They say that that was yes. the, the history of those people. Well, the ten lost tribes of Israel came right. to the United States, Across and the Bering Strait. I've certainly spent a lot of my life making fun of that. But I'm going to stop. Yeah, but who knows what? Well, that's exactly right. But um, I think that somebody or some group of somebodies they know how stuff works, and they got it all but why is no one interested in it i don't understand why this isn't like the no, most people are interested but there's no way they can find it because but if you're information... nbc news like why don't you do this like a nightly segment on like all the mysteries of history because they're kind because of because they just want to know about kim kardashian's ass yeah. that's all they care about. about uninteresting well i mean I and think... i'm a man i'm i think i have a license to assess that not that impressive like all the conversations about that that's mm -mm. like not one of the wonders of the world it's well, not. it is for me, Tucker, because I was born <laughs> assless in an ass-based economy. Yeah, and well, you did well life, anyway, I have to say. <laughs> I always say, if I had an ass like that, I would have made something of myself. No, no, because, I mean, Dubai has no natural resources, and it's one of the richest places in the world. Equatorial Guinea has massive oil reserves, and it's impoverished. So I actually think it's when you hmm. don't have the resources that you have to improvise. That's true. Maybe that's true. Talent is overrated. Did you ever read that book? <laughs> no, but that's I love the what name. It's about. It's the basically whoever has to work harder is the. Yeah, most I think that's right. That's right. I not think born. That's Talent's bullshit. Kind of true too. Can but... I ask a question, real, real quick, to you? Because you were talking 
a few minutes before about I know what Jake wants. Well, no, no, to. this is something different. Lying for lying's sake, and that it's not political and it's theological. Uh, is it within the realm of possibility that this movement that we're fighting now is actually satanic? What do you mean in the realm of possibility? Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, because there's no other explanation. No, it's the, it's, well, it's the definition. Or it's it. infiltration it the definition. to destroy. Of course, America. because it's not, look. Or both. What's not satanic is like the Sicilian mafia. Right. right. You know, they pimp out women, they loan shark, they sell heroin, but they do it because they want to get a bigger house in Far Rockaway. I get right. it. It's money. It it's makes money. Sense. It's totally, yeah. it's, a, it's a commercial transaction. It hurts people. It's bad. It's illegal, but it's explicable. Right. I understand that. Yes. You know, what we're seeing now is not explicable. It's not, why would a billionaire do, you know, you have a billion dollars, you can't spend it all. Right. It's much deeper than that. Right. And why would you hate things that are true that don't affect you? Right. You can't stand to hear something that's just objectively true. Which means you're... What is that? You're evil. The hatred of truth is the hallmark yeah. of darkness, yes, obviously. Yes, it is, absolutely. Well, because they, the only... Because I think it's a cyst. I think it's a very dark system that was yes. created over I don't know how many centuries. But uh, you know, I think it goes back to uh, really dark times, and it's never disappeared. It's like they've been building and building for a really long well, time. Well, you do see. I was thinking about this yesterday. I flew from Europe yesterday, so of course I had like ten hours to read, which is usually bad. But um, <laughs> I was thinking yesterday that there are certain periods in history where. People become, in, I was thinking about the Spanish Civil War because I was flying mm -hmm. from Spain, but I was also thinking about the French Revolution. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the destruction of the temple in 70 AD mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. Two and, temples. Yeah, two temples. But that was the last one that was destroyed by the Romans during the revolt. And the point, the, there are these weird explosions of irrational hatred, rage, violence, where no one's actually winning, like they're killing for the sake of killing. For the sake mm -hmm. of killing. Yes, and you see these throughout history, and like, what is that? Yeah. No one's actually benefiting from this. Mm -mm. Killing people, making them suffer, humiliating them, torturing them, mm -hmm. burning things down that you could steal, but you burn them anyway? Yeah. You saw this in our cities a yeah. couple yes, of years ago. Like, what is that? Terror. It, but it's not rational. Like, a terrorist, like... Edda, the you know Basque separatist group, like they kill policemen so they could get a little closer to their goal, which was separating from Spain. Makes I sense. get it. It yep. makes sense. Right. But murdering people just to murder them, burning their stuff when you could steal it, that's again a spiritual phenomenon. Yes. Well, to go on TikTok, it's like the Andy Warhol thing, fifteen seconds of fame. I'm sure he said fifteen minutes, but for the fifteen seconds of TikTok fame. That's what they're doing it for, a lot of them. Yes, but they're like seized by some spirit of destructiveness. Well, like, it's a demon spirit. That's it. That's and that's demonic, absolutely. always been here. It's yeah. all, And it emerges, and we actually, we lie to ourselves and imagine we've got our total inner control. Yeah. Everything can be explained rationally. Yeah. That's why I hate this whole, they're in it for the money. Yeah, no, If you not. think that's all it's about, yeah. you're going to miss what's you're actually miss happening. You're going to miss what it's really well, about. Well, you both got fired when you had the number one television shows. You guys were both racking <laughs> money in. Well, I'm just bringing it up now because it's obviously not about the money because if it's about the money, both of you would still have your job. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's it's, what it's, gets it's, me. It's they don't I'm... like what you were saying and what you were doing, and it's something that said we had to take them off. Fuck it. Fuck our stockholders. We're going to do it anyway. That's weird. Well, I that's overheard weird. in my writer's room one of the writers who was, uh, you know, in the uh, Democrat thing. Well, they all were. But, yeah, which uh, one was not? Uh, she said, I'm just afraid this show is humanizing Trump voters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> humanizing human beings wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, think People about that. People can't hear themselves. No, they can't. I would never even think that about Biden voters. I think they're human beings. I think Of course they are. And I know some of them and not a ton at this point, but I do know still some. And I have beings. all in my family, you know, uh, it's like, that's why I wanted to do the show I did to show a Hillary hater and a Trump yeah, hater in the right. same family. That's right. And they still loved each other because I knew this terrible division they were pushing. I, and I, then they I, blamed I, Trump for him. It's like the rape victim and they humiliate her. Mm-hmm. Was that's why I say I said they treat Trump like a woman yeah, in the press killing. because it's a, a rape victim that they they harass, set up, mm-hmm. frame, and then refuse to. They, he doesn't even get a jury in that Letitia James trial. I know. So that's like it's a witch burning. It, it's not. He says witch hunt, but it's a witch burning. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he's not allowed. He's ga- under gag order to say this is bullshit, which everybody knows it is. There's not even. You know, it's not even a law case. It's lawfare gone mad, which the whole Democrat Party is just lawfare gone mad. Lawyers that Whatever can't get takes. a job anywhere else but for corporation, for, for corporations. And it gets me because there's nothing less democratic than a corporation, Right. for God's sake. I, I have noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I would never work for one again, I'll tell you that. No, I Ever, would never. Under any circumstances. Do you trust anything that's uh, being parroted out of the mouth of so-called experts on the TV? No, when I hear trust the experts, I know they're lying. After the last three years, I, I just don't trust anybody. Me either. Uh, that's why I'm kind, I'm very excited to introduce you guys to the wellness company and specifically their medical emergency kit. Yes. Because 90% of... Uh, pharmaceuticals are produced overseas like in china how scary is that uh yeah because yeah (laughs) if we go to war with them you're not getting your meds you're not getting your meds if we go to war with china that's right yeah there'll be a shortage they're already reporting a shortage of like antibiotics 95 percent of pharmacies are reporting that there's a shortage right now um anyway it's a scary time we need to be prepared the kit is it has Eight potentially life-saving medications so you can feel safer. It comes with meds like, um, what? Amoxicillin is one. Amoxicillin, you read those, Jake. Ivermectin. Oh, yeah, that's the big one. Z-Pack. the horse paste. Z-Pack. And it also has a 22-page guidebook, which is basically like having a doctor on call. Yeah. You don't have you don't have to go on WebMD yeah. and see that you have cancer. They scare the shit out of you. This yeah, just... but it's everything from tick bites to yep. COVID, yeah. natural disasters to supply chain shortages because that's a big one. Supply chain shortages. Yep. Yeah, they got it covered. Covered. Go to twc dot health forward slash rb and use the code rb and you'll save ten percent at checkout. Mm-hmm. That's twc.health forward slash RB and use the mm-hmm. promo code RB for 10% off. And the kits are only available in the USA, right? Yeah. This is, Which this, is cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's how you know it's medically backed because if it was like global, that'd be a little bit suspicious. So yeah, it's Dr. McCullough. Uh, I've looked into it. It's a, I mean, it's, it's a legit company. You know, don't take medical advice from us, obviously. How many of them things do I have? We just got, we just got three, one for the family, for you and the two family members we care about. 
<laughs> I got to get one of those for everybody for Christmas. Yeah, that would be a great, and a satellite really phone. Christmas present. That would. That's what I'm doing. So write me down and get me that money. I will. And liberal, our liberal, uh, your liberal children. Oh, hell, I'll even give them one. They would love, they love Ivermectin. They're huge fans Now they're of huge fans after Joe Rogan came out with it. No, that's, that was when it was horse paced. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, twc.health forward slash RB, use promo code RB for 10% off. No, I'd, I'd rather, rather be on the street. I'd rather be poor. Yeah, I've been poor. It's you know not preferable, but better than working for those people. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> something, isn't it? Well, it's just yeah. It's... Do you felt? Remember, I sent you that video when you got fired about it was you and it was a guy with your head, head, but he was tap dancing and he was getting thrown out, and then he starts flying. Remember yeah. that? Do you feel I do like remember. you're flying? Well, I was. I mean, I was not surprised i mean of course i was surprised i didn't expect to get you know my show canceled monday morning but um i wasn't if i took three steps back i was not surprised at all i mean mm -hmm. I was, first of all television's like that mm -hmm. people get fired there are all kinds of lines that no one will explain explicitly i'm a very literal person so i would I'm totally happy if you know if i'm not just i would always say just write it down for me yeah. oh i can't say just can you just Send me a text. I've got a bad memory. Yeah. That's what I say too. Oh, I can't. Exactly. I can't be conservative on a conservative TV channel. Just, just write that down for me, if you would, <laughs> just so I can have it as a reference point. <laughs> oh well, you know the lines. No, I, I really don't, because I'm kind of stupid. So if you could just, um, but so I knew on a gut level, like I knew, um, they were very nice to me. I should say that and be clear about it. They were very nice to me the entire time I was there. But I could feel that they strongly disagreed in the war in Ukraine stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's what it was? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just no. speculating, but they, they really didn't like that at all. The January 6th stuff, they really oh, didn't they hated like. That. I think we had a bunch of people quit over mm -hmm. that. And and mostly I would say mediocre. You know, like Chris Wallace should not be on television or Jonah Goldberg or so. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. These are people who obviously the audience hated and shouldn't have been there in the first place. But they were so outraged because I said, you know, it seems like there are probably a lot of feds in the crowd oh, on yeah, January 6th. And now it turns out, of course, there were, there like were. way more even than I imagined. The yeah. whole thing was a complete setup. Yeah. The whole thing was a lie, and it mm -hmm. was used to put people in prison for expressing their constitutionally protected One, rights. One, a, a three-tied purple heart winner. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, and They I, have no shame. No, oh, absolutely not. And by the way, what does it say about them? Like, I would never put someone in prison, even if committed like a real crime, unless I really had to. I don't want to put people in prison. Yeah. I guess I'm the liberal. Yeah. I, I've, I've visited, I was in a prison last week. They're very depressing. I saw Julian Assange in London. I wanted to ask you. Wouldn't about put that. people in prison. No. Except for a very good reason. And they talk about the truth. Put them in prison. Talk about the truth being illegal. Look at he's paid for it with dozens of people. Well, Assange has never been accused of lying or of fraud mm -mm. or of making money in some criminal scheme. Assange has been accused of telling the truth, period. Yeah. And they are torturing him to death yeah. in front of all of us. No one's doing anything about it. Um, and that Mike Pompeo is a very, very sinister person. Isn't he? The worst. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that, and I've told Trump that. Never should have allowed him to run CIA or state. But Mike Pompeo tried to have him murdered. And that's a criminal act. He is was that... not even charged with a crime in the United States. And Mike Pompeo was CIA director. This came out. Pompeo didn't deny it. I never heard this. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. I saw it. Oh, my God. He tried to have Julian Assange murdered, poisoned in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. And that's a fact, okay? Wow. And it's been established and, okay? Yes. Why is Mike Pompeo not in prison? Yeah. You're not allowed to right. murder people extrajudicially, especially when they haven't even been charged in the United States, which he had not been. Wow. So Mike Pompeo runs around these stupid Republican donor events, and you're like a world expert on whatever. 
and he's a criminal and he should be in jail. Like if, if Julian Assange is in jail, how about the attempted murderer, right? <laughs> how about the what am I missing? How about sense. the people that put Julian Assange in jail? They should be in jail. 100%. First, they accuse him falsely of rape. Rape. So, you know, that just shuts people down. Oh, he's a rapist. It's like kitty porn. It's like, I don't even want to know more. You're bad. Right. But then it turns out there was not enough evidence to charge him. He, he didn't commit rape. That was a lie. He's never been accused of doing anything. He's, by the way, he spent four and a half years in prison in the UK at Belmarsh Prison, which is where, it's where all, all the murderers in London Good go. Good God. And he's never been charged with a crime wow. in the United Kingdom. To this day, he's not charged with a crime. He's being held at the request of the US government and he's just sitting there, and they're they're torturing him to death. I mean, he's of course dying as you are when you've spent a total of what thirteen years now Jeez. in incarceration. So um, it's. I, I wanted Trump to pardon him, and I was yeah. really disappointed. That I was he I was disappointed. I and I think you know Trump. I would say one, uh, I think very fair criticism of Trump is he does tend to surround himself with some of the most mediocre people. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't much. think he can find better. That may be right. But I have to say, Mike Pompeo, and I saw it up close, and I saw it intimately close, is a liar and a flatterer. But where are the flatterers? You know, if someone comes up to you and says, I don't like you, fuck you, and here's why, mm -hmm. I can deal with that. I yeah. can too. If someone's like, you know, I really think you may be the reincarnation of the Godhead. Mm -hmm. I think I think you're Buddha, actually. I'm just being yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. That person <laughs> is my enemy. That's right. Okay? That person is trying to subvert me. Yeah is trying to yeah, suborn me. Yeah. There's something very feline and dangerous about that, and that's who he is. He's <laughs> mm -hmm. a liar. And he's the reason that he, I, I'm not speculating, he is the reason that Trump didn't release the JFK files, oh, no. which implicate the CIA in the murder of an American president. Right. And, and others. And others, yeah. Yeah, well, true. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, yes. But, uh, yeah, Trump, I... That's why I, well, I'll tell you that later, but. Uh, <laughs> so you're getting me going. Yeah. Now, now you're going where I want to go, and I'm already there, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I wish he had done that. I think that all of us wanted him to and do that. And I think that. he knows that he made a mistake, and I, and I think one of the. Re I want him to say, if I'm reelected, I will pardon Julian Assange. Assange, and also because one man's life is as valuable as any other man's life. I mean, we're all created the by God. The guy put his whole life on totally right. to expose to America the war crimes we were committing. It's completely right. and But that's not why they're holding him. They're holding him because... So, so there was the Afghanistan and Iraq files, including that famous video of the reporters getting killed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was bad. It was when he released details about the CIA, sorry, about the CIA's... Um, a spying program they had, including on Americans. Mm -hmm. That's when Pompeo's like, we're going to kill him now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the CIA doesn't have and any also, oversight. And also, it's also about the hacking of the DNC. That's DNC. what I think it That's is. That's what I think they... Because he named Seth. He said someone named Seth gave him the... Yeah. So I asked him directly about that in prison. Oh. I asked him about Seth Rich. And uh, he said, I'm not going to, and he, and I mean this too, he did not budge on, I'm not going to reveal my sources. Well, but that's great for him. Right? So that but, means it was. But it's pretty clear that those <laughs> files were not hacked by Russia. No. There's no evidence they were hacked. That was a leak. Right. That they were downloaded from within the building. Right. I think Bill Binney, I think from NSA, former NSA officer, right. pretty much demonstrated that. And um, they lied about that. And we wound up at war with Russia as a result of that lie. So mm -hmm. like, that's a pivotal moment. Well, I completely missed it, by the way. 
you know, at the time, Sean Hannity was all over it. And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't know what that's about. I'm not getting involved in that conspiracy stuff or whatever. And then a couple of years later, I happened to know some of the people involved in that personally, just because I lived there. And um, I knew two people involved in it, one who worked at DNC and another who worked on MPD, the Metropolitan Police Department. And both of them were like, dude, that's come on now. And I was like, really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought it was obvious. I thought it was. So I didn't. I was so stupid because yeah. I lived well, there. You know, it was wrong. like. If you're yeah. surrounded, it's like if you've ever known someone with an alcoholic spouse yeah. and they get divorced and then all the friends are like, you know, your wife was a really bad drunk. And he's like, I know she liked to drink, but she was an alcoholic. Really? Yeah. You're, you're way close. too close to it. Yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. I just couldn't see it. And I, Trump's arrival and the, re, not, it wasn't Trump, it was the reaction to Trump really from my neighbors and everyone I knew in Washington. I was like, well, something's wrong here. You can't even answer simple questions about why we're doing certain things, why NATO exists or whatever. Yeah. That was the first tip off, but it took me several years to realize just how screwed up all this stuff was yeah because i knew everyone involved i mean i you spend a lifetime somewhere in a small town like dc you know everybody and i'm like i can't believe so-and-so was involved in something like that and then a lot of that stuff is true yeah. i mean it too and I i'm know, not speculating at all and i'm trying to be responsible and not yeah. overstate I'll or whatever you. but you'll say it but yeah. <laughs> i'm just telling you i guess what i'm saying is the more you know about it yeah. the truer it obviously is yeah well, it's that's right in our face. Yeah. It's right in your face. It's not like, you know, where the uh, emperor goes down the street naked on the horse and the people are like, hey, you're naked. Or somebody says, some crazy old Jewish lady goes, <laughs> you're, hey, you're naked. <laughs> you. And they try to lock her up. But it's, it's even totally worse right. because it's like he's not just naked and waving his penis in everyone's face in the parades, no. which they're doing. He's rubbing his butt right on our nose. It's totally because he's like, do something about it. you don't like it. What do you mean you don't like We're it? We're getting teabagged. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the. It's funny. Term. I was in my late forties. <laughs> Sorry, that's so vulgar. I'm so vulgar. I it's love so, it. No, but podcast. I, I spent my whole life, you know, hearing the baby boomers talk about the Kennedy assassination, and I'm just like, come on. We had a Warren Commission. There was this guy called Lee Harvey Oswald, a Marine. He defected mm -hmm. to the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. It's obvious. Like right. he hated Kennedy because he was a Cold Warrior. It all made sense to me. I was literally in my late forties before I was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> this does the lone gunman kills the lone gunman mm -hmm. on TV? On TV? Like, wait, what are the odds of that anyway? Two lone gunmen, really? And anyway, so then it culminated last year when I spoke to someone at the age of fifty-three. Uh, who had seen the uh, the classified files that were not oh, being wow. released. And I spoke to someone directly. I'm not speculating. It's someone who I know for a fact saw them and who told me directly on the phone, yes, they implicate the CIA. Wow. James Jesus Angleton, that's... I mean, CIA is a big operation. Yeah. It's not everyone in the CIA, but the operations directorate run by this guy called Angleton, very famous guy, um, yeah, they had absolute knowledge of this and participated in it. And I was like... My head exploded. I was like, I cannot believe really? all the crazy people were right. Well, right. So that's so, it was so obvious to everybody else, but because yeah. I lived there, I knew, of course, <laughs> I applied to the CIA in college. Yeah. Oh my God. Really? I know. It's you, like crazy. You would have been good. In 1991. I mean, they didn't let me in. Thank heaven. I would have been terrible at it, but it's just, <laughs> it was such a far distance for me to go mentally to realize all this stuff, I just can't even tell you. And yeah. I finally left. I had to leave the city. I was like, I can't live here anymore. No, because you you just have that na naivete of the completely good, happy America where, you know, we all do. We Especially can't when you be know the people. Enough. It's like, I know these people. I've known Mike Pompeo since he was a congressman from Kansas. 
And I, I never was like, yeah, he's like your average Republican guy. And Mike Pompeo's not evil. He's kind of like jovial. He's pretty smart, actually. Went to West Point. Like, yeah. I never thought about it. But it's like, no, this is really dark. Nobody oversees the CIA. Its budget is not publicly disclosed. Right. CIA owns companies, and it kills people. Yeah. That's all fact. I mean, yeah. that's not. I'm not speculating at all. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean in 19... I'm not talking about overthrowing Mossadegh right. in 53. I'm talking about 2023, yeah. 70 years later, right now. It's more powerful than it's ever been. Absolutely. And, I mean, I, I, I don't want to get too personal, but, like, I know a lot of people who work CIA, and I know four different cases where I personally was involved or right next to someone who was, where CIA officers bought or sold multi-million dollar houses, mm-hmm. including you know, what I'm currently involved with. And you sort of ask, like, how would a CIA officer be able to afford a $4 million house or a $10 million? What? You're, you're a federal employee. Like, where's yeah. this money coming from? Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't even be talking about this, but it's no, like, that's like, it's like, crazy. It's like I never even Hawaii. thought about it. No, it's like that in Hawaii. I'm like, wow, you must have made it big. What, you know, because I'm nosy. What did you do? Oh, well, we worked for, um, you know, we're military contractors. Yeah. Wow, you got a house 10 times bigger than yes. mine. Okay, and you were what? Some like selling toothbrushes. I yes. don't know something. Ten percent oh, to the big guy is what yeah. it is. Oh, I it's all I scam, just saw that it? the other in the little yeah. town. I want again. I don't want to get too. Mm-hmm. We don't want to get too much, no, but I've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. In fact, the house that I lived in in high school in Georgetown, my father bought from a CIA officer in Georgetown, hmm. and my father paid him in cash in actual bills, a hundred thousand dollars in bills. And this guy didn't live there. He lived in Ireland, but he'd been a CIA operations officer for his whole life. You know, Second World War OSS, CIA. My whole neighborhood was full of people like this. And he owned this 3047 and a half N Street, Northwest, D.C. That's where I lived. And that was bought from Mr. Taddy, who was a CIA officer. And it's like, how did, I said to my dad, like, you paid him in bills? Yeah, I went to the bank. I got bills. How did the guy, he goes, I don't know. It was some house the CIA owned, but he wound up with it. It's like, is that how the federal government works? I worked for a company. They had lots of assets. I didn't wind up owning those assets. Like, what? Who's doing the accounting here? Like, what is this? You know what? It's such a scam. (laughs) Here's the scam of it. Why they get the left and the right going on it. Because they social... I got to say this right. They socialize the risk and then privatize the profits. It's It's the greatest friggin' scam you could come up with. It's It's a Stalin-Hitler pact, more of that shit. It is, and Washington, D.C. is the beneficiary. Yeah. Nothing is made in Washington. There's no innovation. There's no manufacturing. There's no banking, even. Really, there's no finance sector. There's really nothing. There's no arts. There's no television other than, like, cable news, just schlock. The only business in Washington is government. Okay, that makes sense. It's the capital city. But it's also the richest city in the United States. And the counties around it are the richest counties. Mm -hmm. Like eight out of 10, I think. Yeah. Or collar DC, ring DC. It's all for them, like Trump said. corruption. If that was taking place in Africa, you'd be like, well, that's corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the cartel. Well, remember when Trump won because he said this, we will be replacing this government that serves only to enrich itself, has nothing to do with you. Everyone loved that. Because it's, so it's true. true. It is They true. don't even see the homeless people on the street. And they're still fighting over who's going to go. They don't even close the border in this country, but they're closing it in Ukraine. They step it's over crazy. the bodies of they fentanyl do. addicts. As on they their way, way into well, their mansion. Send more money to There's Ukraine. no bodies now. They cleaned it up for Xi. Uh, to show yeah, San Francisco. It's totally they clean did. Now. 
I don't think there's anything that's offended me more. It's, it's like it's what you're saying is yeah. you could have solved this problem yeah. for the people who live there. Well, I want to know where he put them. I want to know where uh, he put those homeless people. Yeah, he might have sent them up, send them up to Aunt Nancy's vineyard. Maybe they're up there. Totally possible, or else there's going to be like it's possible that the price of kidneys is going to go way down. Yeah. See, that's what I think. <laughs> Supply and demand. Sorry, sorry, Damn sorry, it. Sorry. That's what I thought. You the know. market for kidneys is flooded. Got a lot of kidneys all of a sudden. <laughs> I think that is part You know what I say? You know, I'm sorry, horrible. No, I'm way it. darker. This was the right podcast. Because I said, uh, well, you know what they're doing is they're uh, grinding that up with the Planned Parenthood <laughs> fetus meat and selling it to Bill Gates for his new meat. I that, swear that they right. are. That may be right. They're going to be oh. selling at McDonald's the, the new fetus burgers. <laughs> I've got I bad eating you. habits, but I, I'm not eating there. No. I, I'm telling you, it's going to be for fetus burgers wall to wall. I That's would, what it is. I wouldn't put Mixed it. Mixed in with bugs. <laughs> Crickets. Cricket Crickets. powder for the WF. Oh, it's disgusting. As long as they don't How put it in they... Fig Newtons, I'll be safe. I love Fig Newtons. I do, too. We were going to talk about smoking. I want to go uh, on there. How much do you love smoking? More than But anything. you don't now. When's the last time you smoked? I smoked a cigarette this summer. <laughs> oh. Um, Might because happened. a guy I know owns a cigarette company called Hestia. Mm-hmm. Very stylish little yeah. cigarettes. And... Um, and so he came, whatever, he sent me a couple cases of cigarettes, and I put them in our studio, because I, I think people should be allowed to smoke if they yeah. want. You can always smoke indoors at my house. And um, Buck, what did you think of uh, Kim Kardashian being named Man of who, the Year? Who's Buck? Oh, Buck. Buck has my other son, my youngest child. Kim Kardashian was not Man of the Year. Yes, yeah, she, she was. was. Caitlin? No, not Kim. Kate. Save this for the what? Twitter show. She was named Man of the Year. That's true. Uh, what year? This year in GQ. Holy smoke. Nothing gets by this kid. Okay, but I was thinking I should do, if she's man of the year, then I could sell this product, which is called manscaping. Right. I know this product. Because I could talk about, I could be man of the year like Kim and talk about shaving my balls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or your face. I know you shave your face a lot. Oh my God. I got the smoothest shave off my last couple of days but it wasn't this stuff. no i was gonna say you i i haven't used this i didn't use this on my face maybe i should that's know? for your balls huh you, that's for your after ball shape but i'm saying you could try this for on your face for real that they sent you the product to test so you can shave oh, your face i'll try it you want to use try, it you okay, want to shave your I'm beard right now put this first what you're promoting is this performance package 5.0 that's uh -huh. in the case that has the lawnmower 5.0 which is the razor yeah it has, yeah. hold, that's the one Buck's holding, so show that to the camera. So with this kit, this is a Christmas gift for the man in your life or yourself if you're a lady with balls. <laughs> so that's the lawnmower 5.0. Yeah, I'm saying try it on your beard right now. No, because I already shaved. Oh. Uh, I have to wait till tomorrow. The Weed Whacker 2.0. my arm. In your other hand is the nose and hair trimmer. This is? Yeah, and then it comes with two liquid formations that you're showing Buck. Those are for... For helping aftershave with your balls or your face, it also comes oh with that. the hair nose hair and yep. ear hair is a women women are not let Jake finish. Think, it also comes no, with but that. women think you're not well groomed with nose and yeah, ear hair. I always do my nose yeah. and hair. That's more important than your balls, to be honest. Some it girls is, like yeah. hairy balls for the first date. Yeah, there are girls that like hairy balls. There's no girls that likes hairy ears and nose. That's correct. So that's the important thing. It also comes with that toiletry bag that you put over there if you can grab it. Oh, yeah. It comes with moisture-wicking boxers. Unfortunately, I tried those out, so I didn't want you to have to try those out because I'm wearing them right now. Uh, and, and the bags. There's two adjust 
two adjustments for the dew. Yeah, and they protect your skin. So you can put these right on your balls nice. or your face, but it will not cut you. That's the most important thing about this product. Oh, yeah. You don't want to cut your balls. No. Oh, you don't want God. a product that, you know, where, where uh, you cut your balls no. by using it. No. I think that's not a plus in a product. No. Do you? Hell no. <laughs> I think it works. Yeah, it works, Ma. They want it. Yeah. It's really good. You don't, you keep that. Yeah, I don't really want to use it. Now. Yeah, never mind. That's all yours. So anyway, Ma, please read this and then we can uh, get back to it's, Tucker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Roseanne at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code Roseanne. Gift him Manscaped manscaped yep. and unwrap your favorite present this year yeah that manscaped performance pack so you could buy this for buck or anyone in your family or if you're a man watching well, you could buy I this think for it's a good gift to give your adult sons because yeah you know it's a good message to tell your sons that they have to have nice hygienic care about their you know presentation they're always talking about women have to get waxed that's true blah blah well, you could shave your balls back a bit. Anyway, let's get back to Tucker. <laughs> so I smoked one. I tried to smoke it, and I quit when I was 45. I'm now 54, so nine yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I didn't like it. It's disgusting. Really? That's yeah. cool. It was, it was sad. And I was like, oh, I'll probably get hooked again. But you can't smoke anywhere, so I figured I'm not going to get it. No, I, sat, I was sitting alone in my barn, and I was like, I'm going to fire one of these puppies up. And I smoke cigars, and I... You know, I, I chew tobacco actually secretly uh, quite a bit. He loved so it. He loved And then the I use Zen. Yeah. <laughs> I dip Copenhagen my whole, you know, since 1983, 40 years. I've really enjoyed it. But um, there's I, nothing like it. I lost the taste. It was like sucking it in. I didn't like it. Well, they're different now. It's well, just like McDonald's isn't as good. You can't just do it chemicals. once, honey. You got to keep no, I know. trying it. I know. I should have. I should have done the one you'd like. <laughs> you guys can go smoke now. The best cigarette I ever had, I smoked Camel Regulars, the little <sighs> ones, my whole life. Oh. And then I switched at the end, at the very end of the last year, I smoked American Spirit Blues. That's what I, everyone smokes I, now. I hate those. Man, I take the filter off those things. I don't like filters. I never liked them. And I take the filter off that thing, and it was the strongest cigarette I've ever smoked in my life. Yeah. Ever. Stronger than a Camel, Lucky Strike, Pell Mell, anything. Chesterfield. I mean, like, stronger than any of the French cigarettes. Gitan. Well, that's well, a... That's a strong cigarette. Yes, it is. Whoa! That does, you You know, you, you read about when there, ever there's a spate of ODs, you know, in a big city, there's always some batch of heroin or fentanyl comes in that's like especially pure and all the junkies line up for it and they'll, they'll hear that someone died of it and they'll all go buy it. No, that's right? the sell. That's the marketing. It's the marketing, yeah. exactly. And I that's what that. American Spirit Blue with no filter felt like. Like, wow. <laughs> what was... Oh. Go. No, go ahead. Oh, I wanted to ask about the Spain trip. I know we're running. No, I gotta do my right. cigarette story first. Okay. <laughs> my first cigarette, I gotta tell you, I told you about my dad, kind of loony. Yeah, was he a smoker? Oh hell yeah, old gold. <laughs> old gold. Uh, five packs a day. Filter tipped or not? No, no filter. Yeah. Uh, one like this, oh. all day. So he thought it was real funny. I was three. He he got he taught me to smoke when I was three years old. Oh, that's so great! I know it Te was so teach good. your children. I always say. and I did I did it, and he'd have his friends, and uh, he'd go, "Come here, Rosie," and uh, so I'd do it. They'd all laugh, you know. I I knew how to do it real young. <laughs> it's such an expression of 
<laughs> I don't know. Don't don't even get me going. But I I think I mean obviously smoking long term is bad for you physically. Of course, it's not bad for you spiritually. It's mm. so good. Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his Letters and Papers from Prison, which I totally recommend, he's in a Flossenburg prison in Germany. He's been implicated in the Hitler assassination plot, and he's going to be hanged, which he was right in, at the end of the war, nineteen forty-five. But he has there's this collection of letters to his sister. He was unmarried. And in it, he keep you know, he's talking about God and God is sustaining him and he thinks he did the right thing even though he'll be killed. But every letter is like, please send more tobacco. Almost out of cigarettes. <laughs> C.S. Lewis, same thing. I mean, there's no... Yeah. Smoking is bad for you, but it is not a sin against your spirit at all. At all. And I do think that having done drugs, I'll admit it, uh, a lot of drug use is. It changes yeah. who you are, actually. Right. And it makes it harder to have meaningful relationships with people. So the fact that we hate cigarettes, but encourage everyone to smoke weed that's like 40% THC is completely changing your brain. Or prescription drugs. What Or or SSRIs or whatever. Well, that's how I was going to ask you because you said your writing process. And I'm like, dude, how can you write if you're not smoking? Well, it was- Because that's why I started again. Difficult. And I, but the Zen, I have to say, which is just concentrated nicotine really helped. But, you know, I missed it. And- uh, did it affect but I'll tell you writing? what, I don't take anything else. I mean, I don't even take Advil. Did it affect your writing that you couldn't smoke? Well, if I'm being totally honest, I've only gone off nicotine once in my life since I was a child. I started when I was 13, and I'm, you know, so I've smoked or used nicotine for 41 years, and I've only gone off for one, how long was it, Emily? Three or four months? Yeah, but and I mean. Emily, Emily's worked for me a long time, I just went like that, no. Yeah, I gained like roughly about 40 pounds. <laughs> And became crazy and uh, started, I, I I think, I like to think I get along with everyone I work with and I never have, have you ever heard me yell at anyone? No, I'm not a yeller at all. And, uh, and I went so crazy <laughs> on someone from the HR department when I went off. I, got, I went so crazy on this person, it was like the head of HR, uh, in the city that I, I probably shouldn't talk about this, but um, because I was off nicotine and she looked afraid and I could feel myself, I was like, I lost control. I said, get the fuck out of my office right now. And then I filed an HR complaint against the head of HR. <laughs> and, and I called I called my producer and I'm like, I want to file an HR complaint. Will you file it? And he's like, whoa, whoa. Um, so yeah, it made me, I think if you use anything long enough, I'm not bragging about this at all, by the way. I'm saying this I with know. some contrition and I, and I would like to apologize to her uh, for being that crazy. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. some people, I guess, are meant to live without it, but. Not you. Probably not. But what about when you're writing? Are you on the computer or do you longhand it? No, I'm. I, I'm have dyslexia and I'm yeah. left-handed, right-eye dominant. I mean, I can barely write at all. So I, I even write on my phone. I've written a lot of scripts on my phone. So what? The, what are you doing when you're like you, you can't go like this? Totally. You can't do that. I always write with one in my mouth. I have a oh, okay, I silver okay. cup in the <laughs> church I grew up in. When you get baptized, they they give you a silver cup. I don't know if they still do this, but it's next to my bed now to hold my, my reading glasses. But for 25 years, it sat on my writing desk, and I would take a pack of camels, and it fit of 20 cigarettes. And I'd take the pack of camels and dump it in the silver cup right in front of me. It has my name on it, you know. Tucker Carlson, 1969, you know, Episcopal Church or whatever. <laughs> and I would sit and they don't have filters on it. So you can, either way you do it, you can pull them out or flip them over. It doesn't matter. I keep them right there and I burn through multiple packs. But it was now, like industrial smoking. But now you can write without that, huh? Yeah, it's been, you know, it's been nine years. And, okay. um, and also the beauty of working in TV, I don't have this anymore, but we worked live, obviously. So 
I had a deadline for my script. Uh, I filed at 7.45 for an 8 p.m. show. I had to have it in, period. I mean, the show was going to go on no matter what. Yeah. So that was such a wonderful motivator, the fear uh-huh. of that. And that is the only that. thing I miss from working in live TV, which I don't miss at all, because um, it wrecks your life. It makes you crazy. Was but making the deadline? I love the deadline. Yeah, I do I love Because I'm so I lazy. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And entitled and like, I don't know, I'm going to go fishing or <laughs> play with my dogs or whatever. <laughs> Chase my wife around. Um, a TV show like you have no you know yeah. no choice but to be serious and I I do miss that so so smoking or not you still have to write the script period. Well, how is it affecting you now though? What when you don't have like the Gestapo waiting for you? The well, I kind of like it. I mean, I'm obviously older. I mean, I'm I'm kind of marching toward death here, and uh, <laughs> I like being free. I took seven foreign trips out of the country wow, that's over the cool. last yeah it was neat you never did that before no you right? couldn't i we would go you know whatever go to europe for a week in the summer with my kids or something but no i and we'd take one foreign trip or two a year at fox but i really want to know what's going on in the rest of the world i think yeah. it's so interesting and so you just flew to spain yeah, yeah last night and demonstrated against communist <laughs> <over> <laughs> I, did. I, did. I didn't mean to i went to go <laughs> watch actually um but yeah i got it was great but anyway it was so liberating and great just to be able to see what's going on i went to the middle east i went to south america i went all over europe east and west and i just i'd learned so much and if you live here in the united states we're cut off from everybody by oceans yeah, and you have no freaking idea what's happening well we don't world. care either you, we don't care yeah. thank you we that's don't. exactly right they yeah. don't care yeah, it's true i don't really. well because we we're so uh bombarded by useless information 24 yeah. yes and lies and we distractions yeah and lies bullshit we, we don't have any space, you know, our memory is full. We don't have any space to contain facts or, you know, actual things going on in the world. And the arrogance Completely. of being American. Like, you think you're the only thing that matters. That's how I always feel. Yeah, I feel, and, I'm not and the rest of the world well, feels really that. differently. I do feel that way. I, I actually feel that the way. The problem is that <laughs> things change, in, but in your memory, they don't. Yeah. It's almost like you run into someone you knew when you were a kid or whatever, and they're, like, fat and bald, and you're yeah. like, wow, I can't, you're not 14 anymore. Yeah. It just happened to me in an airport. And uh, like, what happened? Well, time moved on, but you weren't paying attention. And, and the world is the same mm-hmm. way. When I was a kid, we traveled a lot as a family. And you'd be, dr- I mean, I remember getting pulled over drunk driving in, a, in Latin America in the 80s when I was in freshman in college. And I was just hammered. It was a rain. So I pulled over the military police. I'll never forget in this country. And I was like, I'm an American. Like, they can't do anything to me. Mm. Like, the arrogance oh of being an God. American then. Uh-huh. So I went, I've got a blue passport. I'm sorry, you may not know this, but <laughs> here's my... Now I'd be like, fuck you, you're going to jail. Yeah. Like, our ability to awe the rest of the world has just evaporated. Yeah, that's gone. It's, actually it's gone. Opposite. That's all gone. It's the, it's the opposite. Yeah, you don't want to say you're American if you go to... It's sad. Quiet. It bums me out. And you don't get a sense of that living here at all. When... when uh, in Spain, I mean, I just want to tie this together. It seems like something's happening there that's happening here. They're probably a little bit more advanced. So we're talking about this evil infiltration. Is it a populist It's the uprising? same thing, right? Is that yes. it? And yeah, it's global. It's it's absolutely global. And in fact, okay. we that's what I yeah, we just had dinner the other night with Santiago, uh, what, with the guy, what I'm getting, but he's a, yeah. the main opposition leader in Spain, runs the Vox Party, and uh, Abascal was his last name. And... Uh, he was. Just, I was just giving the overview. What's going on? Spanish politics is very complicated. Mm-hmm. I've read a couple books in the Spanish Civil War. I still don't fully understand it. It's very complicated politics. Great country, but complicated. Everything's an acronym. Everyone's mad at each other for reasons you can't understand. <laughs> and but basically, at the end of dinner, I was like, "That sounds like exactly the country that I live in." Yeah. <laughs> a small group of people are internationalists. Mm-hmm. They run everything. They have all the power. Mm-hmm. They're backed by, you know, immigrants who know nothing about Spain who are voting. 
public employee unions, which are massive, mm-hmm. and and all the nonprofit sector and journalists. That's it. Right. And then ordinary, just normal people are completely screwed. Their quality of life is in rapid decline. They can't afford anything. And they're mad. And every time they complain about anything, someone screams, you're a racist, shut up. Same thing. And it, I'm like, wow, that sounds like where I live. Yeah. Except in Spain, Spain is always the leading edge of the stuff. It was in 1936 during the Spanish right. Civil War. It was obviously a preview of what happened to the rest of the world a few years later. They have criminalized everything. So it is a crime in Spain. It is a crime in Spain to have the wrong opinions about the Spanish Civil War. Wow. Oh, my God. And you're like, well, how can that even be? Well, they don't have a First Amendment. And they don't have a tradition of freedom of speech. And so it just is. You can't get up and say, well, I think Franco did something important for the middle class. You go to jail for that. Wow. Oh, my God. I know. And by the way, I should say. Hillary's sending that kid to jail for a meme. Exactly. Yeah. But what's crazy is this is not Africa, okay? Spain is a extremely civilized country, way more civilized than ours in a lot of ways. Yeah. With a thousand years of culture. And their art and buildings. And wonderful people, the most polite people in Europe. And just everything about it is great. It's not primitive at all. It's the opposite of primitive. It's also very clean and pretty and people are handsome. It's like everything about it is great. But their political system is is medieval. It's primitive. Yeah. It's totalitarian in a way that you wouldn't think could exist in a place like that. It did not give me hope at all. Mm-mm. At all. Well, how are you feeling for our country? Not good. Me either. But I do think that the first step in understanding and combating what's happening now is seeing that it's not a political battle at all. It's not Republicans and Democrats. I've got nothing in common with most Republicans right. in the Congress. Me either. They, have, they don't share my views or values. They don't care about my family. Mm-mm. They hate me. Mm-hmm. So they don't represent me at all. I would vote for them because what else am I going to do? But um, but it's not about right, left. It's not about Republican, Democrat. This, uh, I mean, some arguments are, of course. Right. But the big ones are not. No. It's light versus darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I'm not always positive that I'm on the right side. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to imagine that I'm always right because I'm not, that's for sure. But I want to be on the right side right. and I want to see it in the correct terms. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it hurts it. to say a prayer once in a while. So you question it, right? I question myself a lot. No, but I mean, you question the information. That's how you know you're not under mind control right. is that you don't go back to the same sources for your information. I don't want those daily. sources in my head. I haven't no, read the New York Times. you've got to read a wide variety of sources, I think. In yes, to- and knowing the one thing that I do know is that truth inflames them more than anything. That is that's a fact. True. That is a so fact. it's a pretty simple way to figure out what's true. You just watch. It's almost like... You know, we, I like to fly fish, saltwater fly fishing. You look for the birds. Mm-hmm. Where's, you know, where are the big fish going to be? They're going to be around the bait, the bait and the little minnows swimming yeah. around. Where are the minnows? Well, there are birds circling them. So you look up in the sky and there are a bunch of birds diving into the ocean. You're going to have fish there. Okay. Right. That's how fishermen know where the fish are. I want to know what's true. I look at who's being attacked. Oh, that's a good one. Who's, and what are they saying that has gotten them in trouble? Mm-hmm. And whatever they're saying is, doesn't prove it's true. But it suggests it's true, or it's truth adjacent. They're getting warmer. So it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. Hundred percent, right? So they really don't. They didn't want us talking about anything to do with vaccines. No, or, they didn't. And now, and then they kind of relax that. I got on YouTube. We're allowed to say it now, and uh, we're just not allowed to say anything about vaccine injuries. We're not allowed <laughs> to say that. Well, uh, I had a try. Yeah. Yes, and I happen to know for a fact those are real because it happened in my family. But... It happened in my family yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, this was a flu vaccine yeah. you know, 15 years ago. And I didn't know, I can't overstate how conventional and trusting I am. Yeah. I'm the opposite of a radical. Like whatever it is they tell me, I kind of believe it. Like yeah. why wouldn't I? 
because I try not to lie too much in my personal life, so I believe other people. Hmm. It took. I, I was shocked yeah. when I detected deception around vaccines. Mm-hmm. I never thought they would lie. It's science. You can't lie about it. Oh, yeah, you can. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. But it took me months. to. We were covering this every single night, and I was like, this can't really be happening. They're pushing this on people when they know that it hurts them, and they don't actually know the long-term effects they of factor, it. They factor in how much it's going to cost them for when the families of the dead sue them. Okay, that'll be 2%, blah, blah, blah. Well, they're not allowed to sue with yeah. vaccines. That's well, they, they did. I heard that they removed that, uh, they removed well, that certainly... whatever it is that protects them. Where are the Community? trial lawyers on that? I yeah. mean, the trial lawyers used to run D.C. Like, you'd sue for everything. That's, why That's what I wonder. I couldn't find one lawyer in all of California to go against Disney. What is that? Everybody I called said, I'm sorry, we do work for Disney, so we can't take We can't even place. have interesting playground equipment anymore because of the lawyers suing over mm-hmm. playground injuries. Yeah. But you can't find lawyers to, like, push back against the vax mandates? Like, what is that? Or Disney. Or it's Disney. Fear. In it's fear. Hollywood. You'd think some son of a bitch that just got out of law school would be hungry. It's like a cut and dry would case. Would you say Disney's a force for good or no? Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> I say, you know, there are some things about it that are so cute. Like, I love the movie Moana, and I just love that movie and because um, it's about a girl and her grandmother. And, you know, so, of course, I love my grandmother. You know, I, and she's like, I am Moana. <laughs> and she's like, uh, I don't know how far I'll go. But here she is, the chiefest. <laughs> she's the chiefest. When she's only eight, she has to save her people by learning how to navigate this ship alone on these. Uh, and I was like, yes, that was me. I am Moana. You know, so I love Wait, it. When did you realize you were Moana? When I saw it with my granddaughter and uh, we were sitting there and I was just, when the grandma comes back and she's this dolphin that leads her granddaughter to save the people. I just could not take it. And I tell all my friends who are survivors of abuse and stuff, I go, I got something for your ass. Sit down here. We're watching Moana. And they all, we were reduced to tears. So I can't all the way hate Dizzy because of Moana. Yeah, that's fair. You separate the art from the artist. And I just love it. And so did all my friends. And my friend Kathy came to see me wearing the Moana necklace. And we are all Moana because... We'd see, see that line where the sun meets the sky. I mean, where the sea meets the sky. I don't know how far I'll go, but it calls me. I must go. I am Moana, you know? It's like everything I always felt my whole life. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the edge and find out for myself. And I did. So I am when Moana. When did this come out? Well, Maisie was 18 months old, so she's eight now. Yeah. Seven, seven, eight years ago. ago. But they have great. You've got to watch Moana. Yeah, it's one of the big cultural events. One of the many I miss completely. I never heard. You've got to watch. I've literally never heard. If you loved your grandmother, you will weep. I'll tell you. I I didn't. Oh fuck it then. (laughs) She could never get my name right. (laughs) She never. No, she always called me my brother's name. She always called me Buckley. That's what she does. (laughs) (laughs) I do that. She'd have a cigarette burning. Oh Buckley, (laughs) gonna pat my head. Get me a drink. Okay. <laughs> Sounds just like me. <laughs> my grandson was eight years old, and he goes, Granny, I want to do my impression of you. They're all funny. I go, what? He goes like this. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to ask you before, I don't know how long we have. We have a few minutes. 
I have to hit the hour mark, so no, we got about we seven, eight minutes. Talk to him about Kaczynski. Yeah, that's what we really want to talk about. If you about, want, cause... I don't want to get in trouble. Oh, Uncle Ted. Oh, we love him. We were, his you and I were talking about it. Genius. I, yeah, I mean, I don't. So want... let me just say, just we... I'm really trying to be a responsible citizen. You can edit it, anything like out. But we kind of get crazy. No, no, no. I'm just, I just want to say, like, I, I think it's very bad to send mail bombs to people. Of course, and, absolutely unacceptable. And yeah. David Glornter, who is a, one of the people I respect in this world, who's a computer science professor at Yale, yeah. was gravely injured by the by Ted Kaczynski yeah. with a mail bomb. So I'm totally opposed to that. But also, I'm opposed to the personal behavior of many artists and intellectuals. Right. I can't right. think of a single. I love Tolstoy. Yeah. I'm glad my daughter didn't marry Tolstoy. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, yeah. I, I am capable of separating the two. His the industrial side and its consequences, and then the second book, his name escapes me, but I've read them both. That he wrote in prison, like some of the most interesting things I've ever read in my life. Yeah, ever. Me too. Me too. And the irony is, I think he committed all those crimes, killed people in order to get publicity for this manifesto, this book, and it had the opposite effect, which yeah. people, you know, which Shut is the people down. ignore it yeah. because it's the rantings of a crazy man. Well, read the book, and basically the thesis is. I mean, he was no liberal either. I didn't realize that. No, but, he um, was not at all. No, he's a, and he's a genius. You know, he's like Absolutely. one of the youngest math professors in Berkeley history and et cetera. But basically, it's that there's a massive cost to technology. I mean, if I summon one yeah. phrase, there's a massive cost to technology that we don't perceive. And it's entirely possible, in fact, likely, in fact, certain, that technology will progress to a place where we can't control it and that it will instead control us. And I uh, clearly were there, yeah. and clearly. and it's dehumanizing, and it has it it extracts a massive toll from the physical landscape, the environment, which I care very strongly about. Not global warming bullshit, but like the actual yeah. environment, yeah. You the know? actual planet. Yeah, yeah, because I, I love it. I'm not a sportsman. Good. I'm an outdoorsman, so yeah. I, it's meaningful to me, very meaningful. So anyway, I think that his two books are among the most interesting I've ever read. And I've given them to people, and everyone acts like I'm crazy or want to <laughs> live in a cabin in Montana, which of course I do. But yeah. uh, I don't think that makes you crazy. Actually, yeah. I think what's crazy is that working at Citibank. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like driving in from some depressing suburb in New Jersey for an hour and a half in traffic to work a soulless job that has no inherent meaning whatsoever. That's mm. probably actually net net bad for the world to be mistreated by some disgusting series of supervisors in the HR department and then to schlep home to a wife who hates you because you've been emasculated. Like, that's the experience of millions of people. Yeah. yeah. Is that crazier than living in a cabin alone in Montana and growing your own food? It's way crazier. It's I agree. Way, I did, way crazier. Live, I I did agree. live in a cabin in the mountains of Colorado. For, ah! Yeah, for a number of years. We'd be snowed in, 10 feet of snow uh, on our log cabin. Oh, that's my dream. And have to break it down with our arms. Did you have electricity? Yeah, we did have a single light bulb and two plugs. <laughs> Could you heat it? With, I mean, I assume you use wood stoves. Uh, I don't remember if we heated it. I think we had a. I think we had a thermostat in there too. Yeah. Didn't you but live in a cave? For I did live in a cave. You lived in a cave. I yeah. lived in a cave because I became very ill and you know one of those homeless type things. So I went and slept in a cave above my job. Listen to this. I know you won't give a shit, but Biden's new budget proposes four point seven trillion dollars that's t trillion 4.7 trillion dollars in new taxes <laughs> trillion what is that like that's a billion billion or three times a billion billion it's a thousand billion 
Good Lord. Yeah, it's... In taxes? It's just the Who money. Who the hell do we owe it to is what I want to know. I'll Mo- tell you what. ourselves. Huh? Mostly ourselves. I don't know. I don't know. No one knows. I don't, no one knows what the... I know, because I've done the biblical numbers yeah. for it, and everyone will say I'm crazy. But I am not crazy. We owe that debt to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Hello. Now, here's what you can do about it. It's critical that you protect your savings with gold and silver and precious metals, not paper. Funny uh, monopoly money yeah. that's worthless. Your money is being attacked from almost every angle. And pretty soon, they're just going to say, oh, your money was just worthless paper, so it wasn't even money. It's actually just what you owe Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> so sign down here on the dotted line. Do it. Yep. If you want your job, and you've got to take five or six of these shots after you do that. Shots is in the vaccine, or shots is in pictures of having sex with children? Well, for blackmail, okay. Yeah, because it's yeah, the that's Jeffrey the real currency. Corp. Yeah, <laughs> Epstein Corporation. <laughs> um, for those with retirement accounts, they're offering Roseanne podcast listeners and supporters up to ten thousand dollars in free silver when you open a qualified IRA account. And for cash buyers, you're gonna love this. You can get a bonus silver just for making the purchase. So, like, okay, if you're if you're gonna buy fifteen thousand dollars worth of precious metals, you'll get seven hundred and fifty dollars in bonus silver. That's pretty cool. That's free. I mean, who's ever heard of that? But that's pretty cool. Anyway, they've created yeah. a page for you. Yeah, it it's called rblikesgold.com. Yes, that's me rblikesgold.com. You've got your own landing page. So this That's cool. So you so go you there. Can find out more and just fill out the form. Yeah, protect your wealth. That's what it's about. It's not an investment. I don't tell people to buy gold and silver because like, oh, you're going to make billions of dollars. It's not that. It's not Bitcoin where it's bullshit thing that's going to collapse it's just it's a real jew selling real it's this is like this is what you do when you're a jew is you sell gold this is what god has asked us to do that's why we're chosen but really it's about protecting what you have yeah i lived in a cave what was that like um you know i had a sleeping bag and it was hidden did you run into any bears no bears there was mountain lions though but uh i i just you know see that sounds a lot better to me, it was cool waking up in, in the way. Phoenix Marriott, you know, on the road as <laughs> a, you know, some McKinsey consultant. Then. Yeah, so that doesn't sound. I was so a bad hippie. I walked barefoot down the mountain to work to wash dishes for ten hours a day for fifty dollars a week, six days a week. That's how it was. So I used to make fun of that, but I, I think it sounds idyllic now. Yeah. It, you know, I could do it again. I, I, uh, I thought you were going to smoke. <laughs> I could do it again. I could without nothing and still be very happy i like it in hawaii i live in a kind of, i live in a real simple life in hawaii and uh, i love having my toes in the dirt and yeah. growing stuff and uh just having quiet times to write i love to write yeah. i write like a, ma- a maniac but you need quiet to do it yeah none of it makes any sense it's like halfway this and then i just put it in a in a plastic bag and save it I never you write edit. write in longhand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most. That's why I thought maybe you did too. No, I can't. In fact, I could never, I didn't do well in school at all. And uh, it was only when I didn't have a computer until uh, I had a word processor in part of college. But that really liberated me. I'd never seen, you know, we just wrote everything by hand. 
I just want to tell you how excited I am to have had you on my show yeah. and to be able to speak with you. Oh, I've loved I, it. I wanted to tell you, when you used to wear the bow tie, yeah. I used to be so mad at you all the time, yeah. but I used to always watch you. You were not alone. I, I didn't And like I used either. to go... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Who is that kid? Yeah. <laughs> I go like, I am... You know, I would like imagine myself in a room. If going, only I'd known as I was giving my stupid opinions that somewhere in L.A. Roseanne Barr was yelling at the TV, I would have been really. No, but flattered. I was I was like really focused on it because I was like, I loved how you did it, and I mostly liked what you said. But you know, when I I was really turned on when I disagreed because <laughs> it fired me up, and I'd write like a so bitch. they shouldn't put. I was in my twenties. They shouldn't put kids in their twenties on TV. Like, on what grounds are you on TV? I always wondered that, even of, of myself. Like, I haven't done anything. Like, why am I commenting on world events? Like, I don't know shit. Because that was that was the diamond in the rough. Uh, that became you and that we're also proud of. Well, I certainly learned a lot. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and you came to the light. And, uh, you know, I I'm so proud of you. And you're Thank you. a big, big voice that amplified a million times after you got out of, you know, the, the slats they stuck you in. Boy. And we just love you so well, much. Thank you. I, and I, thank you. Thank you for having me. I love this. I, the whole podcast, one last thing, the, the podcast medium yeah it's like that actually is if i had known what it was like when i spent you know 27 years in cable tv i would have quit a lot earlier yeah probably, maybe even before i was fired <laughs> because yeah. people actually listen to podcasts mm -hmm. yeah and, and it is a kind of ongoing education that's my sense of it yeah like people well, want to know what's going on they don't trust obviously no one's going to read the new york times it's pure garbage washington post even worse where do you get your news and people get it they think things through with podcasts and yeah i didn't know that until really no. until i started doing them it's very i'm like you i never listened to them i mean we were well, just talking about yeah i started it's like why would i sit for an hour and a half and listen to someone oh people do labber no because people they do talk like you do in a language you can understand yeah. and they're drawn to the opposite of bullshit they yeah. want to yes hear, they want to hear something with integrity and honesty yes and truth well that's how you so build that's your podcast so cool about i would have quit a fucking hundred years ago <laughs> i would have known too tucker well that's the blessing of getting fired you don't yeah. have to quit. They do it for you. Yeah, so we're both lucky. <laughs> and uh, onward may it go. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sucker. Oh, you see.